0: Gather around, friends, new and old, and welcome to Roast and Toast. We are your hosts, David, Philip, and Jenny. And, uh, uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. Uh, whether you're in the car, the shower, the, 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 the... Especially if you're in the shower. Good evening. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you can hear us over the water.
0: <laughs> uh, Philip wants to
2: personally... I want to personally thank you say for scrubbing with us. No. Gently, rigorously scrub away scrub tidy my friends hello how's everybody's week been everybody have a clean week everybody stay safe
1: oh yes i I'm was getting sick oh oh no i'm sorry i yes i had that
0: i'm feeling it now and part of the reason is i should be in bed but i'm up here at 2am uh recording this with, <laughs> with you guys uh,
2: and oh, he you. loves this oh, he you. loves you. just <laughs> not when he has to do it under on when he's sick At 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 2 2 a.m. is the I think 2 a.m. is the key. I was just sick this entire past week. It's so funny. I turned off the mic last week when we recorded. And as soon as that happened, the next day, I I think I slept like the next two days in absolute body ache pain. Like, it was awful. I haven't felt that sick since I caught COVID. It was... I needed... So it's our fault. Yeah, I think there's a virus or a bug going around in this uh, virtual studio recording room. It's something well, we're you each can getting keep that, Jenny? You can keep mm.
1: that away from yeah. me. I, that's the last thing I need right Gen-
2: now. <laughs> Jenny, you best watch out. You better, uh, better mask up, my friend. So it seems like me <laughs> and David have a sick and infirmary past week, or if not a week to look forward to for David. Jenny, did you have anything fun happen this week?
1: I did. I was living my life in a different form of sick because I went to Disneyland this last weekend and I'm still yeah. recovering from that. So it was it was a lot of fun. I got to go for two days, roughly. Uh, and I also got to participate in Oogie Boogie, Spooky, Fresh and Fruity Bash. That was wonderful. Uh, lots of spooks all mm. around. It filled my little spooky heart with joy. So thanks, Mickey. How-
2: How are the feet, Jenny?
1: My feet? Oh, dead in the water. Dead. (laughs) I did have good walking shoes, though. I prepared. I prepared.
2: David, as of last time we talked, we had left on a bit of a um, uh, will he, won't he. Did you happen to make your way back down to
0: gay old Perry? I did. He did. (laughs) He did. You know what? I actually had snails for a second time. Oh, Escar, go out of here. car go again. <laughs> yes, wow. Go it really once, was. So you go again. Um, I thought they were okay the first time. I just felt like I hadn't tried good ones, and so we were in a place that also had them. And this time, Nicole was with me, and uh, and I said, if you if you want to get them, like we we can share a, a plate. They were better. They were better. They were better. Still not really my thing, but like. Yeah, they were perfectly fine. They were fine. It was fine to eat. On that note, this is outdated. By the time this, this episode, I think we're like weeks ahead yes, at this yes point. So by the time this episode releases, this is going to be horribly outdated. <laughs> but South Africa are won the semifinal. It was horrible. We played horribly. I was like on the edge of my seat the entire game. I was so anxious by the 70th minute, 70 out of 80, I should say. And somehow we clawed our way back in the last ten minutes and won the damn thing. I, I was dying. I was dying, Philip. I was dying. But we're in the World Cup final now. And that's all that damn well and is required. With all the things I've humored you on sports-wise, I think you need to watch this game. I think you need to play pay, place a little bet on it so that you have some a interest. Place a little bet. I honestly, we keep going back. And watch this game.
2: We'll talk. We'll talk. Remind me and we'll talk this time because right. I, I need it's to know Saturday. when it is. on
0: Saturday. It's on okay. Saturday noon your time. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs>
2: So, it's been a while since summer, and especially by the time this episode comes out, it'll be uh, very, very cold. But one thing that we did in summer that's coming back to haunt us, because they know what we did. We did last summer a summer blockbuster bonanza draft. And in order to fully recap what we did, we had to bring uh, back an old friend of the podcast, the one, the only, Gareth Boucher. Gary, how are you doing, my friend? Always a pleasure.
3: I'm doing good. Uh, I, I actually am not going to say what I was going to say because it's going to spoil. It's the going next to part spoil the, the next one. Oh. Yes, he's 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 good for now. He's good for yeah. now. Okay. The reason why we had to bring him back
2: is because we forged ourselves in the art of competition. We brought ourselves to each draft a film. In case you have not, let's go give a quick recap. We um, were able to draft a film coming and about to be released for the upcoming summer. And it was up to us to decide the best and, uh, and assemble like the, Avenge- uh, like the, Avengers. <laughs> like the, the Avengers. Like the Avengers? Eh, like the Avengers. Like forget about it, the Avengers. We are, Jaws we were teaming up our favorite films that we could possibly do, and according to the best opening weekend worldwide, worldwide is going to be very important in some of these rankings, according to the best opening weekends, whoever won with the best four films would get to do something really fun later on down the line. So let's go down. We have four places available, since there are four of us, and coming up in number four, number four... With $284 million combined with a roster of... Insidious, the red door, which actually surprised, it, surprised was the best fourth pick of any of us at 67 million. The blackening, which uh, I am owed some peanut butter sandwiches over. Transformers rise of the beasts, or there's something in one of the transformers, who the hell cares, <laughs> and headlined by the Flash. headlined by the Flash, 284 million is Gary Boucher at number four. Congratulations, Gary, congratulations.) <laughs>
3: How the mighty have fallen. I can't.
2: From hero to zero. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Oh my God. I got. I have things to say, but I'll. Any and just uh,
2: just a quick word and anything about the anything you want to go.
3: Yeah, you know, Free as remember. Free as oh, yikes. No.
1: <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> no. No, no, we do not agree with that. All right, next one. At number three, with a combined total of $336 million, headlined with a roster of Meteoroid City, no hard feelings. Meteoroid City? Don't Meteoroid, know that one. Is that not what it is? It's Asteroid, Asteroid City. City. That's right. Sorry. I thought Are you were you making right, a funny... Is it not, like, not oh. right
0: in <laughs> front of you?
2: It is right in front of me, but I got Royd City and then the Asteroid... Roid no. <laughs> City is a whole different movie. <laughs> I figured city. it wasn't Steroid City, David.
0: <laughs> Royd City, bro! <laughs>
1: no! <laughs>
2: The Meg, the Meg, two, <laughs> and then finally Indiana Jones and the Dusty Dial of Destiny, which we did review a couple episodes back. All combined to make a sterling three hundred and thirty-six million dollars. David Thank you. Hoffman, you are next. I'm you... the epitome of mediocrity. <laughs> yes, three. <laughs> <laughs> the epitome of mediocrity. I love it. I love it.
0: Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Bravo. Thank you. Yeah. I. I actually watched all of my movies, I think. On opening weekend? Uh, I <laughs> might have missed... What was the What was the last one? I don't no know. Hard I don't Feelings? Know if I, no, I watched that on opening weekend. I watched Asteroid City, I think, also. The Meg might be the one, because I think I had already lost by that point, so I think I'd watch the Meg a bit later. But all the others, I think I actually did watch them on opening weekend. All right, with Gran Turismo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles...
2: Uh, the animated one, Mutant Mayhem, Blue Beetle, and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, part- or no, sorry, Dead Reckoning Part One, combined for me to come in at number two with a $385 million uh, combined score. That's a pretty damn respectable number here. I mean, like fair, me and David, fair. we were close. Yeah, we were fighting board. for for second place, and I managed to uh, squeak it out. I've I've got nothing other to say than Tom Cruise. You couldn't have, have done one more. Just just one more mega how hit. Did,
0: how did Blue Beetle do? I'm curious. Blue
2: Beetle got so uh, Dead Reckoning got 235 million. Certainly was worthy of a number one overall pick. I I feel like vindicated. Mm-hmm. Um, And Blue Beetle got 44 million on its opening weekend, which actually paled in comparison to my other two movies picked, which was Mutant Mayhem at 52 million, and Gran Turismo at 54 million.
0: So I I had a pretty good roster. Yeah, I I just think I think we're learning lesson that uh, DC movies, so not so hot. And yes. uh, I feel like we should have known this. Oh, by
2: the way, this is this is just a complete just statistical research note. David, you got completely bailed out on the Meg 2 International. That was why that was so important. 142 million nearly met your uh, 152 million from Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny, but wow, wow. Uh, like I feel like 132 so what was the domestic- million what was, I don't you, I don't I don't have that access right in front of me okay. but for the Meg 142 million I feel like 132 million of that was just China. I remember reading that those articles and they were like the, the China China marketplace is is gobbling I mean, yeah, up Yeah, you this can movie. watch
0: the movie and you can see that it was marketed towards China.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. But all this hullabaloo is for not because coming in at number 1 on uh, on a girl who took a chance with Elemental, which was not bad as her number fourth pick, The Haunted Mansion, which she would have felt amiss had she not chosen at 33300000 million, mm-hmm. didn't do too well. But she did go out on a wild, crazy limb and just drafted two movies that came out on the same weekend. And who in the hell would have thought, hmm, maybe these two films together coming out might be a good thing. Two little films of the summer that uh, we know as Oppenheimer and Barbie, otherwise known as Barbenheimer. With a combined Avengers outcome total of 589.3 million. Our winner, Jenny Reiner. Congratulations! Oh,
1: oh. <gasps> it's a me! Feels nice to win something for once. Thank you, thank you. You really do love me. You do love me.
2: I remember that note being the biggest takeaway from. Let's get out of this. We the audience, go shut yeah. up. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jenny, I remember that note being a big takeaway from like the rest of us when we all assessed yeah, we were our draft. we like, That's a very interesting take, a very uh, bold strategy to take two movies coming out on the same weekend. Don't know how that's going to work out for you, Jenny. And lo and behold, it was the event of the summer. It wasn't even the movie or the movies of the summer, it was just the, the event, a historical event. You could Way say, to predict that one, you Jenny. You could
1: say it was SUBLIME! absolutely sublime, sublime! yes
0: <laughs> I, I, I know I can say this now because it's a secret at the moment but by the time this episode comes out it won't be a secret anymore my girlfriend Nicole and I are going as Barbenheimer for Halloween Oh,
1: are you? amazing oh what? Yeah.
0: let me yeah. guess which one are you gonna be David? hey Maybe. I offered to be Barbie <laughs> uh, she, she said I was like hey we should do Barbenheimer she said you, you should be Barbie and I was like hey I'm game uh, I just need to borrow some stuff, uh, <laughs> and she was yeah. like, no, I want to be Barbie,
3: so, so oh, I'm going as right.
0: Oppenheimer. Yeah, you yeah.
2: could have gone as uh, Ken.
3: Yeah, you give off big C energy, big big Killian energy for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see that? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, congratulations. bomb energy. To- oh, he dropped a bomb on us. Jenny, congratulations. As such, your reward for doing so is bringing all of us back, rustling up us cowboys in here, and directing us on an episode of your choice. Now, where would you like to take us in an episode of your choice, Jenny?
1: Why, gentlemen, where else would I drag you to? The rabbit hole of horror, of course.
2: Ugh! The Rabbit Hole. <laughs> uh, please, please uh, do go further. What? What? So you want us to review a movie? Is that yes, correct, Jenny? Yes,
1: I am going to make you all watch one of my favorite horror movies and review it for our next episode. And the movie—that's <sighs> my terrible drum roll sound—is going to be Lake Mungo. It's from Lake it's, Mungo. Yes, it's from the 2000s. It was filmed in New Zealand. And I think it's a masterpiece. So you all are going to watch it.
2: We are going to watch it. And in fact, as a matter of fact, in order to get ready for this episode, we did indeed all watch it. So uh, let's do that. Here we go. Let's get right into it. Right uh, right here and now. Lake Mungo. Let's start off where we normally start off, as we would with any movie review. David,
0: give us... Give us a summary, please. This one was tough. This one was tough to write a summary for. Through the lens of a documentary crew, we follow a family as they recount the mysterious death of their daughter. The mystery unfolds as the family experiences strange happenings in the aftermath of the heartbreaking loss. Strange feelings coupled with weird sightings and inexplicable occurrences send shivers down the spine as we try to make sense of what seems impossible.
1: Excellent.
2: Very good, very good, David. Very, very good. Very good. Um, so with that, we normally go then to the one thing we loved. We all find something about the uh, film that we all um, individually enjoyed about a film. So let's start out with you, Jenny, as it is your favorite film. I not only am going to ask, I'm going to demand, what in the hell is one thing you loved from this film?
1: Oh, well... <laughs> Uh, well, my favorite thing about this movie is I actually am a huge fan of, uh, (laughs) this is gonna sound so weird coming out of my mouth, I really like corpses in horror movies that are based from water, I just think they're interesting, they just seem like polar opposites from the typical gory, violent corpses or skeleton corpses that you see, so I don't know, like, The Ring, for example, was scarier to me. And this movie was, as well, than other ones, just because it was a a death based around water. And I think because of that effect, or that type of death, it created one of the best plot twists known to man. Which, it results in... Uh, I mean, should we just say spoilers? This movie's been out for a long yeah, time, spoiler- so... The, yeah. Yeah. This
2: movie's been out for quite some time. It's a Jenny favorite, so there's... just, just no. Yeah, go, go forward in this episode okay. knowing that it's going to be spoiler-heavy. Okay, Feel free to go ahead, Jenny.
1: All right, security clearance is given. So, the ultimate climax of this film is a twist where the one, the young woman who uh, dies at the beginning of the movie encounters a doppelganger while she's on a school trip to Lake Mungo. And it's the first telling of, it's the first sign for this character that she's going to die. And she f- learns that. You see this bloated corpse walking towards her in very uh, scratchy video footage. And it's the exact same face of, of her corpse. So yeah, I think it's one of the best twists, one of the scariest twists that I've ever seen in horror cinema, period. I love that.
2: Good twist, a good twist and shout. Uh, my favorite thing that I loved about this film, I love the name. What a name, Lake Mungo. <laughs> I, I, I thought that it's, it was. It's, uh,
0: if it was Lake Mango, it would be a no. whole different film. But all it's
2: Lake f- Mungo. It would be deprived of all of its juiciness. No, Lake Mungo. Uh, I thought it was. It was great. I thought it was a good setting, and I thought uh, it very. It very much entirely felt. Um, appropriate in its setting, and it used where it was in Australia, and I thought it it felt very local, it felt um, genuine, it felt real. You know, the
0: entire film, I thought that the dam was Lake Mungo, like the original dam where they, I was like, I thought that was Lake Mungo, Uh, and then I found out like 80% through the film that I was wrong. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so there we go the name is delightful I think it's a very inviting one and and just, just fun just fun to go with Gary let's go with you what was your thing that you loved just your one your favorite thing about this film First
3: of all, should I do the whole episode? Oh, yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> like Mungo. Like Mungo. <laughs> all right, let's go for it, guys. No, um. <laughs> okay, I wrote an essay on this. I have. I wrote so much down, so I'm going to. Oh, gonna my gosh. Be concise and just say that. Wait, I, uh, maybe not the thing I, I love most, but the thing I I respect the most mm, about it. Wait, was, question
1: for you. Is this your first time seeing it, Gary? It yes. is? Wow. Okay. Gary is also yes.
3: a fellow uh, horror lover, so. Love horror. Um, I've been trying to branch into. Less traditional horror like Lake Mungo. Uh, some might even say that's not a horror movie. Um, we can go down that road. It can hole be argued. That's but true. But pretty much, but uh, sure. I yeah, I respect a movie and a director that doesn't treat its audience like they're stupid. Now, this yes. uh, thing that I respect the most also bleeds into some negative feelings I have. But it, the director uses restraint, and I think it, a lot of the times it, it works. Like, th- and this movie legitimately ruined my day and i mean that as a compliment because it like because the (laughs) the tone of the movie is just so dismal and uh you know lonesome and so i watched it i was like we're all gonna (laughs) die one day i hope my mom loves me like jesus this was i just you know i was gonna go to the gym and after that i was like i just want to have some cake because this is not good um i feel like crap so good job he made me feel like (laughs) can i swear yes you you can can. swear all right (laughs) okay Next would
2: be you, Hoffman. Carry I'm gonna, us out. On I'm going to go love. a
0: little. Uh, I'm going to go a little cliche. I I don't think this this maybe sounds like a cop out. My favorite thing about this, and I kept going back to it throughout watching the movie. I kept it kept thinking. I kept thinking to myself, like, wow, that's so authentic. Uh, the acting. I thought. Yes. I, I, I think. I think it was it was a case of the simple things, the basics, done really well. I thoroughly enjoyed especially from, what was the name of the dad, the, the... Jenny, uh, K- this is your turn, yes. y- your turn to chime Mr. in. Mr. Palmer, was, what oh is my
1: Mr. Palmer's gosh. name? um, I believe, yeah. you know what, it, the memory escapes me right now, but I'm pretty sure it starts with an the, R. Matthew was the, the, or,
0: the brother. Uh, Russell Palmer.
1: Russell yes, Palmer. Russell. Mm-hmm.
0: That actor especially. Yeah. You could see, you could see thoughts occur to him and that is really basics of acting you're supposed to you're supposed to the character that you're playing that character has to arrive at thoughts in the moment you can't have those thoughts before before the moment but but i mean he just did it so flawlessly i thought and and throughout the like the cast terrific acting i i thought that was my favorite thing about the movie
1: oh yeah there's not a single weak actor in this it's amazing Yeah,
2: very, very good, uh, strong cast uh, throughout. I think we can all agree on that. Let's go to one thing we hated. Gary, what's one thing you hated about this film?
3: This is my message to all up-and-coming horror filmmakers. I think we have a quota on how many times you can zoom into granny footage and have it be ready. <laughs> I, <that> quota- <laughs> I think the quota is, is three. <laughs> when oh that's like God. your main device of like, ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, no, wait, wait, wait a second. Is she going to be in the frame? Yeah, that's oh. it, right? Like every time they're showing a photo, I'm like, no, no don't tell me. Don't tell me there's going to be someone in the background
2: Uh of the photo. I'm shocked. You got me. I I thought we were so done with it, but we're not. We're not. We're still going there. We're still zooming.
3: Well, about probably two thirds of the way through the movie, maybe halfway, you know, you find out that these photos were doctored by Matthew, the son, but then they go back and it's like, oh no, like the photos and videos actually did have her in them. But then it's like, we've seen it already so much that it's like not as unsettling as I thought it it could have been. It was just weird kind of plot choice there, but, um dimension returns on the grainy uh, I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna
0: cheat because we're not supposed to say the same thing but I'm gonna say specifically the the photo of the garden this is my worst thing about the movie the photo of the garden that was doctored Matthew took the time to doctor that photo and at no point that was, was one of the ones where it was really obvious that she was there even like yes. the actual yeah. Alice yes him taking the time to doctor that photo but never realizing in, on the other side of the photo she's there, like, is stup- stupid. <laughs> it's really dumb. <laughs> that, I, that was th- easily the worst thing about the movie for me.
2: See, okay, in my expansion on this point that it leads to my thing I hated the most about it, I hated the surprise of Matthew Palmer doctoring the footage because it made the first third of the film feel like filler. And and in which case, and and it also it had a dual effect of boring me for the rest of them because I'm like, well, okay, so are they just like because the first third didn't matter really at all? Like maybe there's that little additive of somebody's there, but also the (laughs) the so at first when it's when I'm taking this as real, I see the special effects of Alice being added to the to the to the footage to the photograph, whatever it is and I'm like well that's not the best special effects but we're also dealing with a lower budget film what have you so I'm going to forgive it because that's what it is that's what we're working with right and then when we find out that it's doctored I'm like so then you're telling me that I was supposed to realize that this was shitty it looked really bad and that I'm supposed to make content of being like oh yes well obviously it was fake because it looked bad but I, I was going to forgive you for that but now I'm like it, it didn't look, look, look that good at all I <laughs> I couldn't. I, I was like, yeah, that that looks really, really bad. She looks crystal clear, and the rest of the photo looks pretty, like, somewhat grainy. I'm like, we we could not have had somebody provided me that evidence. I wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, she's still alive. No, no. So all in all, the the surprise and twist of Matthew Palmer doctoring the footage was the thing I hated the most because it just, it it both insulted me with a slap with fish of wasting my time and then also being bringing me more awareness to the fact that the special effects weren't up to par for the first big twist of, of, of the film. Uh, Jenny, we end with you. What was one thing you hated or, or slightly disliked about the film?
1: I wouldn't say so much I hated this. I was just kind of confused because every time I see the movie, I always just... Scratch my head as to why the family is so forgiving to the psychic when it's revealed that he's yeah. been, been holding mm. confidential information about seeing the daughter of the family before she passed and providing sessions for her just just speak oh yeah you it's been a few months since uh the, this information was revealed and we said screw you we're gonna leave you alone now because how dare you? Oh oh hey, you in town? Yeah, let's go to Lake Mungo. Let's go have a picnic. Like really? <laughs> like picnic. weren't you guys mad at this person for <laughs> for holding important information about your daughter? Like wouldn't you be more upset than just, oh yeah, it's been a few months, but we're okay now. It's just I don't know. That always documentaries make
2: you do weird things jenny
1: Yes, indeed. You know,
3: about eight weeks has passed. I think we're over the death of our teenage daughter. After eight weeks, <laughs> we can have a picnic with this guy. <laughs> like, all right,
2: what? <laughs> yeah, really a nice guy at the end of it all. He oh, was. oh man, mm-hmm.
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so, so so that that's the thing you dislike the most. Yes, David. Oh no, I was just gonna lead in. Uh, I was gonna say, why don't you kick us off with half baked? Yes, please. A um, thing, so a thing that you thought was half baked.
2: Well, in this one, I'm going to say it's medium baked because Ray the medium seeing a 15 or Uh 16-year-old girl, there's just no version of that that looks or sits right with me. Either weird, getting paid by a 16-year-old. I don't know. It's a little weird. Like, would you not at some point be like, "Where's your? do you feel like your parents want to? And then they're always like alone in what's like, what, a hotel room? So then he, and then he records it. And then of course uh, ultimately the didn't share that point once he put two and two together because I believe that their first encounter was on his radio show and then it grew to be personal like once that connection's made there's no there's no uh odd feeling to be like oh wow this is uh this is a weird one. I want to let you know like nothing surrounding that situation felt fully. Right, like it just felt like there's... I don't know what the solution is, maybe making her not a 15, 16-year-old girl, girl. I think I think the whole story would still survive if she was like 18. Maybe I'm crazy, but I think that the whole story well, survives if she's yeah. a little bit older and, and it yeah. gains more independence. I don't know. Um, well,
1: I have a little argument regardless. for that. Because then if she was Please. 18, the second twist of us finding out that she uh, made a sex tape with the family's uh, yeah, neighbor the wouldn't
3: have been as effective.
2: Couldn't I argue that it wouldn't have been less, uh, it would have been less effective for better, re- like, I feel like that would have been a more
0: like, oh, cool, instead of like,
2: oh, this is heinous. I mean, the, I guess the that, sex tape that,
0: could have still happened three years yeah. earlier, which it did. I would like, or it could, there's, it, we never find out exactly when it happened. Yeah, when it We age, know that she was babysitting that? for that family for two and a half years before she died. Right, um, right.
1: That is true. That, that, that actually is... is really I'm going
0: gonna, gonna to jump right in because my half-baked thing was the twi- The second twist that when they zoom in on the photo and there's a second figure crouching down in Alice's bedroom and she goes, it wasn't Alice. It was my neighbor, whatever his name was, Steve. Yeah, the walls. I was are... like, first of all, that's blurry as, as all hell. I, <laughs> there's no way, but... I, I just I thought wow ooh intrigue the neighbor is like ooh I was like oh okay where's this going yes yeah and then we see the like the sex tape and I was like okay oh where's this going <laughs> and it went nowhere the the neighbors are out of town like they just yeah, ran away they and moved and, away yeah you know. they were worried that there might be a connection and I was like okay like the, the, that all what that all came to was oh Alice had a side of her that no one knew about and it's like. But, but okay. What else? <laughs> but for what? For like what exactly. reason? Like, <laughs> it had no. It had no real connection to 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 what that we later find out the movie's all about. And that's a, that was about a, a essentially a premonition of death. You know. Yeah. Jenny, what was your half baked, thing about this film?
1: Uh just the little. It made it interesting to listen to, but I feel like there are some weird happenings that. It just, it didn't really, you would, they were just random things that were mentioned. Like, oh, our car is not letting us go forward. So we're just going to go and reverse the whole time back to the. Yes. <laughs> the oh, little, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> was so, so weird. <laughs> what was the point of that? And then also, I don't, I don't think I followed through on if there was a conclusion about this situation, but the bruising happening on the sun, I didn't, I, I, I always kind of questioned yeah. that. It, there's just like little things. Like, see, oh, yeah, this cool. is the
0: benefit of having seen this movie multiple times, and, and and you see that again, and you're like, oh yeah, like does that that doesn't go anywhere? There's no payoff to that.
1: It's like, oh, is that Maybe Alice the- possessing the car? Ooh.
0: <laughs> is that is that the
2: neighbor just busting in and being like, where's the video? Where's g- give us the video?
1: <laughs> oh, geez, <laughs> oh lord! <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't I don't know where where that went. You're right that I. Truly, again, that is the benefit of having seen this multiple times. Gary, close us out. What was your most half-baked thing about this film?
3: I also want to give a PSA to the listeners. Oh. It took me about 20 minutes to get with the movie because the title... The poster, you're like, like manga, this is going to be a blood fist. No, it's not. It's, 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 it it's a really blood not. Yeah. Some like, you know, the the witch is one of my favorite horror movies, but you could call it, it's not a horror movie. It's it's a dark drama with some horror at the corners. And so I just wanted to tell people, don't go in expecting like, you know, like a paranormal activity. It's not. Yeah, it's it's really not. It's a, just a sad it's a documentary.
0: spooky mockumentary. Yeah, see,
2: see exactly. Jenny, you're over there because I feel like you you know what this film is. It's a favorite. Like you you have it as a well known commodity. Knowing nothing other than actually seeing the trailer or not even the trailer, the poster for this, I was expecting like crocodiles. I was expecting like a, <laughs> yeah, you know, I like spooky
0: a creature of the deep yeah that's yeah, no. what i thought
2: and none of that so you're so you're over here being like what how could you get that out of that I, I, like it, again very much gary very much agreed i had no thought other other than like 20 minutes in okay this is this is what this is this is going to be the majority of the film got
3: it got it well, we, we see those issues with, with A24 when they market their movies a certain mm-hmm. way to get people to go see them. And then people go, this is a boring movie. This is not a horror movie. So that's besides the point. It just it took me a little bit to kind of be like, oh, this isn't that. I mentioned in my first answer how I, I really appreciated that director not treating the audience as, as stupid, meaning he sets out a lot of stuff that he doesn't explain. But the adverse of that is everything that we were all just sitting here talking about where you maybe have trails that aren't, followed all the way through. I don't know if this was Joel Anderson's first movie, but to me it seemed like he yeah, had like a lot of like, oh, what about this and this and this and this and this? And, uh, you know, it just kind of sits out there, which other movies try really hard to be like, and this happened and this is why, and this character felt this way about it. But when you practice so much restraint, it can be a little frustrating because I read into a few different themes of of the movie. Like, for example, the whole thing about Alice seeing her dead self and then knowing that she's going to die. I was like, oh, this could be a movie about teenagers and anxiety and teenage anxiety. And then there's, they dip into a little bit about, you know, her relationship with her mom for like five minutes. You're like, oh, this is like a mother daughter, like a family story. And it's kind of like, I guess you can make it whatever you want it to be or a movie about grief. But I I had a hard time getting a sense of what the director was was mm. trying to say. Mm. I was like, "What what is this actually about? Um, you know, one of the movies that was recommended to me right after I watched this is another favorite horror movie of mine called Speak No Evil.
1: Oh, great one. Great one. Yes. uh,
3: Right? So so Speak No Evil is basically, and you wouldn't know this unless you read this or you were Danish. It's about Danish people being too polite and they let terrible happen to them. So in watching Lake Mungo, the parents and the family, they almost seem like, Like, the acting was good, but I I think it's maybe just the Australian affect is so flat and monotonous that I was almost like, oh, is this movie about maybe, like, maybe Australian families are, like, pretty rigid and, like, not as, like, loving and intimate as other people. So, I mean, long story short, at the end, I was like, you're floating out a lot of stuff here. I don't know what to take with me, but any movie that makes me want to say all those things is good in my book. Maybe not amazing, but the fact that it got me thinking about all these things, I think, is still an accomplishment in and of itself. But a lot of trails that were not finished being paved. All yeah.
2: right. Well, speaking of trails that we are paving, let's trail our way to Jenny first off here on something that we can very easily forecast. Jenny, would you watch this movie again? Best movie ever. Uh, recommend to others. Where do you, where do you fall?
1: Well... The, the question has already been answered as I have seen this many a times. Would you I,
0: encourage anyone to watch this movie?
1: <laughs> well I
0: all three of us are asking. You all were yeah, I'm curious You all were yeah. forced
1: to watch it, but I do recommend this for people yeah. to see. If they want something um, I know it's not it's not perfect. I am aware of that. Uh, but there's something really cool about the fact that it's Australian and it's it does a lot of there's a lot of exploring and a lot of it's like a it was the first movie and only movie for this director. So it, there was just a lot of cool things that are happening in this. If you want to see something that's a little out of the box, that's not from the U.S., just something, something, a new flavor to try, then Lake Mungo is the way to go. And because it's my top, one of my top five favorites, I will always recommend it. So, period.
0: David? I actually, I would recommend this movie to people. I enjoyed it. I, I thought as a concept... I've never seen anything like it, and therefore it's interesting to me. And I I did enjoy watching it. There were moments that I thought were dumb, and there were moments that I thought <laughs> were really cool. And it did take me somewhere in the end. Like, I, it didn't creep me out, and I kind of appreciated that. Um, I was like I was like okay, this is this is like an acceptable level of like ooh you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I would recommend this movie to people. I think it, I think. Most people have not seen a movie like this, so why not? Yeah, I think it's a good, uh, it's a good watch. I'll go. And next. God bless it; it's not too long. <laughs> it's not too long. It is very, it is
2: yeah. particularly short, which is why a lot of our points sort of intermingled. I, I feel like mm. I would say that I. I didn't enjoy the film again. I, I think I was in the wrong mood to fully enjoy this film. I saw it this morning, bright as day, oh, uh, eating yeah. eggs and bacon. Uh, what? So like I, I wasn't, I wasn't surrounded in the in the the best environment to to watch it. And. I, I'll be honest, I, I, I don't think I'd recommend it to others, but mostly because I, I don't, it didn't strike a chord with me that much. Um, I'd I be hard-pressed for me to remember this movie outside of Jenny. I will probably remember this whenever I see Jenny, and that's about it. Excellent. Uh, so to recommend it would... Re- yes, so, so, so take that as you will. That, that's, uh, that is what it is. And finally, Gary, we'll leave on you. What is your... Would you watch this? Would you recommend it to
3: others? Let me just, before I forget, the jump scare in the movie, <clears throat> top five, like, most effective jump scares ever because the movie is so slow. And then yeah. rah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when she's, when she's on, when she's filming and she's walking oh, in, like, in, like manga. Self. Yeah. And then the dead self was, ah. Um I, I will watch this movie again probably pretty soon because, uh. after I watched it, it drove me to go online and do some reading But There's a lot of great conversation about the movie and I know people have varying mileage on Reddit but there's like a great (laughs) R horror page with like a a lot of debate about Lake Mungo um, and reading people's arguments about it, really arguments that made me like it more, made me want to go rewatch it kind of with uh, those things in mind. Someone did a great breakdown about why they love the movie. Um, Recommending it to other people, I I would probably do it with what I said on the podcast, like, well, it's not like a, like a horror movie, but I hate influencing people's like watching state of mind. So I wouldn't recommend it to my mom because it's so sad; she'd be like, "Why the? F-
1: yeah, it's watch that." But yeah. um,
3: people in general, I'd be like, if you know, especially like film friends, like you want to support like kind of low budget filmmakers. It's it's unique. If you like dark stuff, if you're into that depraved, dark, sad stuff, totally. Yeah, check it out.
2: Jenny, let's end this whole shebang with some Jenny fun facts, trivias.
1: Okay, all right, okay. It was, I will admit, it was tough to find a proper trivia for this one because it is not a well-known movie and it's um, from Australia. So, but I did find a couple of things. So, on a in a podcast with Kiki Palmer, director Jordan Peele revealed that Lake Mungo is one of the scariest movies he has ever seen. So this is uh, certified stamped by one of the kings of horror himself, Jordan Peele. Uh, There is a...
3: Same as uh, Guillermo del Toro, too. Oh, very true,
1: very true. Uh, There is a slight blooper in this movie that's... If you had had to take a look and do some research, you would find out. I think to the the eye, it wouldn't be obvious. But there is a promotional poster for the Beatles album, Love, on the wall in the background of a photo of Alice. Technically, Love was released in November of 2006. Uh, But Alice Mm. died in December of 2005.
0: 2005.
1: It was inconsistent with timelines, and you wouldn't be able to see that watching it, but yeah, that's a thing. According to Rotten Tomatoes, Lake Mungo has a 96% approval rating.
2: Wow. But via critics?
1: That I didn't double-check, to be honest with you. But
3: both the critic and the audience score are pretty high on this way higher than i would have thought i I would have thought critics up here audience down there audience pretty it's like 85 and 96 so it's pretty pretty high yeah
1: okay now on the topic of david bringing up the acting there was no written dialogue in this script Uh, there was only an outline of a story put together so the actors were tasked with improving all of their scenes and including the majority of their testimonies The director, Joel Anderson, served as the off-screen interviewer in the documentary-style interview scenes, although his role was left uncredited. And this man has not been seen since. This is his only movie, and he has not returned to make any feature films after. So it's just this enigma of this one Joel Anderson work, and it's, it's gorgeous. So this has been Trivia. Good night.
2: This is the latest rendition of one of our favorite many segs. Uh, it's going to be fun factoid, which now that I think about it, I completely did this wrong. I I always do this, David. David, I always do this. I you do this do all this the time. Wrong? I always do this one wrong. I came up with this it, fun factoid is the one about me, right? No, no, it's not about me. But I came up no, with one about me. No, that's pop quiz pop quiz damn it okay so what we're going to be doing today God, uh, is a pop quiz all about philip oh, oh <laughs> how embarrassing how absolutely it's okay. embarrassing. we
1: can argue that the fun factoid can be something about the person who wrote it
2: there we go it is it already, just yeah. has to be a fact i guess you know Yes. yes. Gary, feel free to join in as you and I are... are w- Did you say feel free? Uh, 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 <laughs> Alright, I went out and splurged a little bit this past weekend and went to a steakhouse that offered a bread basket. Oh. Me and Oprah love bread, gluten is the love that binds, all that stuff, yes. However, with this bread basket, they gave an assortment of breads for the table to share... I loved every single one of these breads, except for one. Which one did I not enjoy? And I've got five here, okay? So keep keep note. Keep note. One of these I did not enjoy. And I will go to Hoffman last, because I bet that Hoffman will actually be able to get this. All right, here we go. A small, lightly floured pumpernickel and chocolate chip bread. That's option one. Option two, a fluffy pull-apart that was infused with cheese and jalapeno. Number three, a flattened bread. focaccia bread, focaccia, focaccia bread that was crispy as it was wide. Number four, a miniature French be- bread baguette. And number five, a mini pretzel dip, a mini pretzel dipper with butter. Let's go from levels of, of confidence to who I think will be able to get this. Gary, uh, Gary you're first. Which one did you think I would least enjoy?
3: Philip, I, w- I went to high school with you. I watched you eat lunch every day.
2: I used you to did just watch me eat stand lunch around the every
3: corner day. and be like, oh, "Here goes Philip eating more lunch today." <laughs>
1: I'm that was Gary.
2: <laughs> I said Gary. You keep
3: doing this, and you watch me so my,
2: the, you
1: eat my. You're what you're saying, me and my is, pizza. you're saying is you grew out of your accent, Gary.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm actually originally from Brisbane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually going to guess um, that the jalapeno cheddar was the one that you jalapeno didn't like. Jalapeno cheddar um, was the one I didn't like. Because I have, I have seen you eat food in your adult life, and I never once saw you say, you know what I like? Jalapeno cheddar. I don't, I don't think you would like that. I've Jenny, never
0: heard Philip say anything in that tone. <laughs> 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 I, I've never heard Philip say, you know what I don't like? Bloody mustard. bloody mustard yeah
2: (laughs) jenny you're up next
1: uh that actually is also my choice is the cheddar jalapeno that just seemed like it's a hundred
0: percent the cheddar jalapeno it's a hundred percent it is a hundred percent i thought maybe the focaccia bread might have there's there's no reason in hell a simple focaccia that you would not like it it's just bread it's, it's just bread.
3: Uh, I thought because... This is also uh, why it's good to do a podcast over a video because you said jalapeno cheddar, and David went. <laughs> <laughs> for those, for those uh, listening, for those listening, Gary just a closed nodded. his
1: eyes and just nodded.
2: <laughs> and just nodded approvingly with a sage-like knowledge. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, you all sniffed it out. It is indeed correct. And you all would have gotten this pop quiz slash fun factoid correct. So congratulations one and all. I, the person across from me knew that I've been trying to separate and distance myself away from dairy. So they were kind enough to let me know that, hey, there's some cheese in this. I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like some cheese. Why not? And then I took a big old bite. And as soon as that jalapeno popped in my little popper, I said, "Huh?" And um, just went to town. That was, not, that was not enjoyable. And nor pleasant for the eyes or ears. Uh-oh. Thank you.
0: Well, that brings our episode almost to a close. We would like to say a few thank yous before we say goodbye to everybody. So first of all, thank you to Cass and Crossland and Jake Corlang for the music that you hear on the show. We absolutely adore you. Yes. Thanks
2: to you, Gary. Thank you for joining us today. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, maybe you can stick around for next week's episode. How about that? Um, uh, but in in this week's episode, thanks to Ryan Ardell, Josh Hans, and for uh, thank you to both of you guys for a lot of the audio bits you hear throughout the show. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you to Rudy Chalk for your wonderful graphic work that you see in all of our social media. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in and uh, listening to us. I so hope you watched the movie with us. I hope you enjoyed our review and uh, uh, just enjoyment of uh, of movies in like general. Um, Gary will be joining us for our episode next week, so be sure to tune in. And if you don't like Gary, maybe give that episode a miss. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in each and every week spread the word, tell your friends about, about roast and toast emphasis on the roast in this instance, Gary. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we're everywhere. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple podcasts. We're out on Instagram at roast and toast pod. I might be, yeah, roast and toast pod. So check us out there. And we're everywhere. We find your podcast, except Pandora because screw you Pandora. Boom. Shagalaga.
1: Okay, I'd like to try this exercise with you now, Jin. Go ahead and close your eyes. Uh, What do you see? I see a house. Okay, walk into their house. What do you see? Go in the living room on the couch. What do you see? Oh, it's a bear. A bear's on my couch. (laughs)